Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, man, okay. We, here, we here. We here. That's that fire. Oh, man. Shout out to Cannon for the music selection. And yes, we do care if you're watching, by the way. I know we do. he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we do it for the love. We do care that you're watching. Absolutely. And he came off like a cannon. Oh, he said yeah. he do it for a few. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Talk Speak about to it. it. Talk about it. All right. Let's start it right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, haters of all ages, welcome to the UDK podcast. I am your host, Jay Easy. To my left. Hex. To my right. KG from DC. In the middle. Or this one. And in the building, as always. Jason R. Oh, man. One more week. One more opportunity to do it again. Yes, sir. Lord have mercy. Two more weeks left in the year, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> 2022. Oh, Did this, this year flew by. <laughs> this first semi free of of quarantine and covid <laughs> right flew by you mean it just opposed to the last two years that was oh, man. that was so slow and i'm sitting here looking at walls all day can't go nowhere Dang. yeah man literally watching paint exactly <laughs> oh man well on the check hex how you feeling man i'm super good uh glad to be in the building we're doing what we do stuff to talk about yeah people listening yeah people telling somebody shut hey Grin on my face. Let's go. Yeah. Irv, how you feeling, baby? I'm good, bro. I'm holiday season in it right now. I'm in the mood. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. My wallet's not, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> KG, how you feeling, baby? I'm in a Philly state of mind because I'm believing in the process. But I'm still angry as fuck and I'm ready to pocket. I hear that. I hear that. Believe okay. in the process. Okay. It will take you where you need to go. JR, how you feeling? Hey, um, we said this week earlier, you know, in the war room that it's, you know, it's been a quiet week, but then all of a sudden there's been some feel good, little, little couple little feel good stories mm-hmm. that I know we're about to get into. And um, so that makes it, you know, good. But then we also still have some water ridiculous mm. to talk about, but it wouldn't be the pod if we didn't. It's balanced, man. So it's balanced. It's yeah. balanced. So I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm ready to pod too. Uh, I, I, I've had a good week. Uh, it's taken me a little bit to get into the Christmas spirit. Just a little bit. Usually the first time that I actually go out to uh, do the bulk of my Christmas shopping, I usually kind of catch it. I'm like, okay, you know, I start to feel it. Right. You know, getting gifts for people that I care about and, you know, having them on my mind as I'm going through, looking in the stores and thinking about people and what they want. Yeah. This year is like, eh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she wants it. Yeah, he wants it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't. 
I don't know what it is. It's just taking me a little bit longer this year to get into the Christmas spirit. Maybe because I'm out of practice. Because I'm used to inflation. That too. <laughs> that like too. Than used oh to my god, bro! Oh man, gas going down. Oh, yes, sir. yo, man, I've noticed that. Yes, Absolutely, sir. gas is going down. I don't know if that's by Biden. The other day, and saw it and felt it and looked there. I looked over my shoulder like, hold on. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> I could parallel park as many times as I want to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, $40 actually gets you past half a tank now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of feel good, um, you know, past couple of weeks we've been able to lead off the show uh, with something that made you feel good, something that uh, kind of warmed the heart and uplifted spirits a little bit. We can continue today. Okay. Uh, California, we've, we've spoken about this before. Uh, they have a panel uh, that is going to determine if and when and how much. Uh, they're going to proceed with reparations. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about this before. We had our reservations like, eh, I don't know, maybe, you know, go through, maybe it won't. But they've actually now begun the process of determining who's going to get it, what the criteria is and how much they're going to get. Uh, I've heard anywhere from 50,000 to 325,000 per uh, black, uh, black resident of California that can Prove their lineage to a descendant of slavery. There you go. Um, I, I'm happy, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm still kind of leery. I'm still kind of leery because I'm like, well, it's going to help people, but at the same time, it's like, is is this enough? Like, are they going to have the balls to do what it takes to actually make a significant? Anything is helpful, but are they going to have the balls to do what's significant and necessary to actually affect a change? Mm, mm, mm. I would say, first of all, any anything is what we what, what we want to start with, mm-hmm. right? Because part of anything starts with acknowledging, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's not just the money, but two, what it's going to—I feel what's going to happen is it, it creates an it creates a dialogue for people to say, okay, once again, what's going on? I heard somebody the other day saying, we need to teach civics. We need to teach history. Or we need to get more efficient about doing so. so our you know, kids know. We understand some of our congressmen don't clearly know. We understand our ex-president didn't know. Some of the laws and how things actually work. So if we, you know, to recognize where this country has, has come from and who it is that contributed to make it what it is, it is, that is, that is one of, first of all, it is a humbling example of showing appreciation for not those who did that work but those who still suffer because they are the lineage of those who did and the only reason they did is because of how you treated them based on the color of their skin and so to recognize how far back we 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 are uh as as communities as far as resources are concerned as well, not just personal wealth. I think that's what people are thinking. Like Everybody's going to get a million dollars and try and be their own puffy. That's not what it is. It is, do you understand that over the years, this is you know, maybe half, mm. if you did give me that, of what my family's family would have been able to do for all the, the aunts and uncles and brothers or myself as of today. And, and, and only if we get some other people on the other side who some of our colleagues who are white – who can clearly express how they've benefited from hearing the, the stories of their families and how they were able to, to still move forward. We joked the other day about the, the you know, how we even got this country where it was. It's like, yeah, this free labor. Mm-hmm. So that when you have this free labor, 
Of yeah. course, you know, a lot of people can prosper from the profit. But as soon as they had to, you know, that's the difference now we're over dealing with these wages is because, you know, once you have to pay for it, it's going to be a that little makes different. A difference. Yeah. And to give us, a, to, to acknowledge those people, it's huge. I, I want to be optimistic. <clears throat> I think in theory it is a good idea. It It is a surprise to me that of all the states, California is the one that's doing it. But it, it kind of makes sense because if anybody – if anybody actually had the money to be able to actually pull it off and pay California would probably be mm-hmm. the state that can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. it also is a uh, I think it would be a, a a model if other states decided that this was something that they <clears throat> wanted to do exactly. the fact that nobody in the south is even having this conversation oh no um, no, and, and I know that realistically, if anybody in the South actually tried to do it using the California model, even that fifty to three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars would probably bankrupt those states. I do mm-hmm. understand that, um, but to me, there's really no way to quantify uh, three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. I'm sorry, I hate. You know, I, hate I know it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's I a hate it's a lot. Don't get me wrong; it's a lot of money to us right now. It's it's a lot of a lot of money to a lot of people. But if you're trying to tell me, like Heck said, generations on generations on generations, $325,000 can be made in a generation. That's fair. You know, or more. And right. who's this? And don't get me wrong, right. less can be made as well. But when you're compounding that and interest, interest, yeah, it's hard for me to believe that the max of $325,000 is really um, something that can lay this to rest. Because I know it's, it's on both sides. Because one side wants to be able to say, we did it. It's over with. You guys shouldn't have anything else left to say now. Mm. Um, but the other side is always going to be like, I don't care how much money you give me. <laughs> there are still going to be people mm. saying yeah. what I'm saying right now. that you're, This isn't a drop in the bucket to what you really owe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So there are myriad ways to go about this. Uh, for one, I'm not surprised California is the first one to say it. Um the idea that California has so much, um, has so many people and also has one of the highest tax rates in America mm-hmm. makes it difficult for me to see how they're going to play this out. Um, I think they tax people at like 18 to 21. It's something crazy. Yeah. As a, as a state tax. Um, but yes, it can be a model for other states. Theoretically, but like Irv was just saying, there are too many states that really just cannot afford to do the right thing mm. on any level. And the fact that this is not being done on a national level makes it even more difficult to even wrap your head around. Not to mention we're about to get back to the old paper bag test on who's black and who's not, who's African-American and who's Having not. Having to quantify who. And I know yeah. I'm using a term that is not exacting to what I'm saying, but I'm making the point that how affected was your family by slavery? That is a paper bag test and how that works. Because how soon did you get here? How long have you been here? I don't want it to be a pissing contest amongst black people trying mm-hmm. to decide who they are and how much of that they are. Because if your family started in the Caribbean, did you not have any effects from slavery? And now are you not African-American or are you simply 
and and anyway, this goes in a, a lot, a lot of different levels. And, and that's one thing I'm gonna get you, Jerry, in a minute. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that kind of gave me pause too was the way they categorize who gets it because reparations shouldn't be just about slavery, even though they're they're quantifying and using it as the anchor for what they're talking about. But there's also a systemic and generational effect that reverberates for people who might not have been directly affected through slavery. But you got um. You got uh, mass incarceration. You got drugs, over policing. Right. So how do you how do you say okay, well, your pain is more than your pain, or the effect is more on you than it is on you? Like, how do you do that and still satisfy what you need to satisfy? But what what I was going to even get to is the fact that you have Bahamians, not Bahamians. Yeah, Bahamians are. I think Bahamas are owned by America, right? No, um, there are there. Let me just say this: there are islands, yeah. there are yeah. islands that are owned by America, U.S. Virgin Islands, yeah, Virgin Islands, thank Puerto you, Rico. Uh-huh. Puerto Rico as well, that still have people of that diatribe, mm-hmm. and then you have people who are in Jamaica, mm-hmm. whose children have come over here, but that's all slave trade stuff. Mm-hmm. And why you didn't stay where you were and mm-hmm. were subjugated to being on an island that was not yours. Mm-hmm. And th- well, see, here's again, the, the problem with that is that now you're making other countries who participated in it responsible for the part that only America is being is being held to be accounted for. Now, I'm mm-hmm. just we are those those people who are involved in California. Are, I'm, are I'm not doing that. that. I'm not doing that. I'm talking I hear about what, the I hear kids of those who you are don't want to make it divided. But there is a distinct there's a distinction. Mm-hmm. And so you, if we're talking reparations, it's not emotional when we're talking we're talking we're talking physical and that's what easy brought up earlier they're getting to a point where they're discussing amounts and so now that we got to a point where there's amounts included we have to have a base we understand they're going there are people who have been affected by it but they just didn't do that work here you see what i'm saying that whatever your lineage is so if you're like but 50 years later we came to america and we've also suffered at the hands of racism by being even black in america i get you but this is you know how we, before we used to talk about we need to fix the first problem when everything else is trying to go around. We're like, yeah, yeah, help yeah. the black man and woman first <clears throat> because we're the foundation of this country. And so how do you, how does any other group or, or, or issue take a precedent over trying to make sure you you get us straight? And that's how I see the reparations factor. It's no diss to anyone from the other, from, from any other country or, that was affected because we know that those slaves just dropped people off as they went, as they went down you know, on this journey. But the set, the, the, but the what we what would I would hope is that once we set a precedence for how things can actually be done, then maybe the other countries will join in and do the same. Because knowing there might be good press, they might they might benefit some other way from doing so when they see a superpower like America doing it. Uh, just to say, um, this seems to be um, definitely still in its infancy stage. And I don't know how, um, but shout out to the task force that's even taking this on mm. to have even gotten you know this much traction to go for it further. Um, again, this will be a model. <clears throat> this so we want to get it right, no matter how long it takes. That's another thing we can't really be anxious with this because you know you guys brought up a lot of different debates whether where it is in the region, what part of the country. It, it's so many different layers to this stuff that has not been rolled out. That's a fact. But we are here. And like Hex always says, you know, look at the progress we have made. It's been little strides like this that has gotten us at least to the table to have the discussion, to go further down with it. So, like, again, 
I give the task force who, you know, a world of credit for even moving it this far, moving the needle this far. My thing is let's fit, let's seal the deal and finish it no matter how actual long it takes. Let's have, let's have a certain amount of patience and so that we get it right. And like you said, a task force, and that, that's a great thing. The hope is that we will actually, first of all, this is what Congress was supposed to be doing like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that it actually comes out to something that, works for, <clears throat> for someone. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if anything happens, then there's a building block. Yes. Uh, I just hope that there's actual interest to where we can do something about it. Like for the fact that we've got child labor going on in Alabama right now, but whatever, we're not going to deal with that. Let's just build one thing at a time, at but time. we sometimes get bogged down and I hope it doesn't get bogged down. And and that's that was my my very point. I hope you know these are numbers being thrown out. The specifics haven't been brought up as Jr. mentioned. And with that being the case, see this as a win. We have we you know too often we say we wish this would get brought to the table. Mm-hmm. It, gets, it gets brought to the table. How, be honest. How, for how long do we think when we say reparations, we're like they ain't never gonna do nothing. They're never gonna make right on everything we did to make this country what it is. They loved our, our they love our contribution. But they're not going. They're not going to show for it. it. Was always the the mindset, mm-hmm. right? And so now we understand that, like, no, we got people doing the work. Mm-hmm. See, that's not all over the news. Yeah, that's not that's not on Instagram and Twitter, wherever it takes to get you to get them some social likes about progress. They doing the work to get to this point. All the filings they had to go through. Irv will tell you based on his job the type of things that have to uh, clearly you have to go. You have to go through. To get some stuff done, mm-hmm. right? The paperwork to get some stuff accomplished, yeah. and to get something like this to this point is again. I, I love that we're bringing it up, but I almost want to say, Shh, "Let's keep it a secret." We just, <laughs> I, we just passed it on the word today yeah. that progress is being made. If you haven't caught up on it, get a chance to. But we ain't trying to make this a big hoopla because I do feel like if if it got the press. Then all of a sudden, it, it would be serious hate. Yeah. It would slow down. They would be like, holy, what do you mean? There were poor white people back in the day who, you know, but yes, you still were able to do whatever you yeah. wanted to do. My family didn't own slaves. Right. I, I love y'all's optimism, man. And I want, I really wish I could be there with you, man. But I, 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 I just watched a whole um, political cycle where a party made CRT an issue. Right, so if if, if CRT, right. which doesn't exist, right. was enough of an issue in some states to be at the forefront of of what voters were doing, of of what the majority of what the populist voters will call them were doing, <clears throat> what do you think the populist reaction is going to be to us? And because where's that money going to come from? It's going to be tax dollars that they're giving to uh uh. The those the rightful people that those deserve those reparations and what I and what I was thinking is they already got the money that's why it's a conversation they got the money we already know we we just went through what uh, PPP mm-hmm. uh, extend those loans extend that eviction um, here's some, here's some money. stimulus just cause everyone's in the jam <laughs> we didn't know we had that money you mean hold on if everything is shut down and nobody could go to work that's you twelve hundred dollars and and it did happen so. And if that's the case, then you saying that you think that they already know and have the numbers of who they think are going to be the people that come forward and actually deserve the money. I believe and, and, they. I believe they have a ballpark figure. And another thing too is, it ain't everybody that just looks black. 
Come on, it's gonna be. I got. I understand that. I if your if your family were slaves, and in you have America. to be able to. Right, you got to be. That's all. Yeah. If your family was slaves in America, and you back can, and you can, and you can prove right. that you have. A state and you're like, but I, but my family was slaves in China. I got I got you. I got you. But we're doing slaves in America right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're just doing slaves in America. And another thing is too. Uh, this is not the first time, and I, I keep hearing this. This is not the first time that America has actually issued reparations. Oh, so we know that. Oh, no. Speaking not the first, of the Chinese, the time. it's not the first time. It's and it's always they're going to make sure that this is always going to be a states' rights issue. This is never going to be. I, I will never have a federal conversation. Federal conversation. No, this. just yeah. just one. That's a fact. Um. So yeah, we're gonna. We, I, I appreciate being able to talk about something a little bit positive before we get to the craziness later. Um. Uh. We're gonna stick in California. Right. For the next subject, uh, Karen Bass. Also positive. Yes, yes Karen sir. Bass. Yes, turn up. The, the new mayor. Yes, black woman has decided that she is going to make it a priority, and it's, she campaigned on this. She mm-hmm. did. To tackle homelessness in California. Now, I don't know if, usually when people go to California, they go to Disney World, or, you know, they go to wherever it is, they go to the nice places, you know, they go and they party, or they go and visit the sites, and, you know, nice weather, but they have but whole- But not to Homeless City? They have whole encampments, whole neighborhood of just homeless, homeless people, people. Yeah. in the streets. Um, Irv actually, in the war room, brought this to me. I didn't, I didn't really even know about this. Before Irv brought up to me, so Irv, he goes to a little bit about her plan and uh, and her uh, her mindset going into trying to tackle this issue. Well, it's like like you said. I mean, she her from day one, this was her main campaign issue that she was going to tackle homelessness in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the first, fee, I think she's the first African American female yes, mayor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so shouts out to her for 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 being at the forefront. Um, for having a plan um, and attacking it, like she said on day one. So my, mm-hmm. my thing is, I think it's really dope that um, she's she talked to talk, and it's the minute she got in the office, she walked to walk, and this was a serious issue that affected not the highest, not the taxpayers, because mm-hmm. you know, but these are still Californians. Yes, they are. Um, and it's also amazing to me that. Now that the election cycle is, it's kind of like Chicago. Now that the election cycle is over, mm-hmm. the red guys aren't talking about homelessness in California oh, at all. Not mentioning it at all. And you would think that this would be a popular thing that they could say something that everybody can get behind. Mm-hmm. The same way that now that this is election season, you don't hear anybody talking about the deaths in Chicago. Right? At all. It's amazing nope. that you you only hear about that. Now I, I will give them credit. They they are staying on the um, they're staying on message with the immigration thing and that the borders open and all that stuff. And and the border. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not that's because they need those employees. Closed, right. That's mm-hmm. all a hustle. Egg. That's Shout all. out to Alabama. Boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she ran. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's, I just wanted to say, uh, basically, uh, it was Skid Row. That's that, that that area in there. And, and I guess there's a Skid Row in every city that we can think of. Oh, yeah. Now, right. now, um, now the population in that region is has got to be overwhelming. The amount of homelessness is there, but to give somebody a chance, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I think about um, Hakeem uh, Jeffries and you know what he's doing, what he's what his background was with, you know, uh, providing uh, reasonable uh, home, um, providing housing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's that's just <laughs> a that is probably the most humane thing you can do is to give somebody a surrounding that they have hope. It's that's like it. it's like Hex always says. It's amazing that when. Democrats are making the laws they're doing or or trying to affect change. They're for doing everybody. stuff that for everybody. Everybody. Yep. Everybody. Yep. And there's Democrats and Republicans in the house in, in, in those encampments. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. As I 
as I did a little research, mm. forty thousand homeless people live in L.A. Forty thousand. Mm. The majority all in these same blocks, which is what made this encampment mm-hmm. right around the corner from Paramount in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? So they said, you know, the, and I and I watched uh, Karen Bass speak, and so she talked about how there's you know five people die a day, five mm. five a day. That's sixty a week. Damn, two forty a month, three hundred on a five week month. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Let's if you're doing the math, yeah. you're talking about at any given point, three hundred people die in that encampment monthly. Thirty six hundred a year mm-hmm. that used to be there last year. Yeah. The the most fascinating part about what she talked about was the number of people who are gainfully employed mm-hmm. and live there. And still, yeah. And still yep. They have still the, they have the better tents, but they still live there because they can't afford housing in LA, in LA where they live or the surrounding city. Yep. So it is a, it's a it, it's a proud moment to see someone is is bringing attention to something that needs to be fixed. But as Er brought up, but doing putting in the work. Hashtag do something. Hashtag do. Yes. Karen Bass said she would. Now she's doing it. Standing on it. And let me tell you, she had a, br- another, a brilliant idea because somebody was like, uh, how, how are you planning to, to put these people in housing? Because what initially happened was, it, she, this is how she's brilliant too. She went to the community mm-hmm. first, the surrounding neighborhoods, and mm-hmm. said, hey, we have to find an answer to this. And of course, all those people were like, Perfect. What do you want to do? And she said, there's these blocks here, here, and here that have these housing homes that are no longer there. We're going to build new homes yep. mm-hmm. so these people can live there. And some of them, they were, there were people who were like, oh, that, that street's a little too close, close to, to me. Here. Yeah. That's a little close to here. But they did get to a point where they started to agree on where they did think were, were suitable locations yeah. that were available. So they weren't just saying, throw them all under the bridge and build something. That's not what happened. But part two to that, so one, that's how the community got behind her. So she's not facing a whole bunch of people talking about, you're just, what do you think you're doing? She's got people supporting, like, hey, I live around the corner and my property might go up. You know, people were worried about themselves. And then two, we can actually help these Americans find homes. But in the, in the process, there's a thing called, she's getting involved in, it's called mass leasing. And that's what she's using the hotels and the motels mm. to find homes for them See? while they build the homes. Because someone is saying, hey, when are you going to start? This is going to take months. You're going to be caught up in the paperwork. And she's like, nope, we got an answer for that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason they know it will work is because when the when the COVID happened, the uh, coronavirus hit, and the people who were in the situation when they were being evicted, that's exactly what they did with all those with, with tons of people who couldn't explain to their landlord, yeah. hey, I, I haven't I worked. Pay. Yeah. And that's why I can't pay, but I would. So they found them mass leasing. For homes, and you know what, I, I it really did my heart good uh, to to know that when she she campaigned on this, and the person that she was going up against, uh, Rick, I'm sorry, let me get his last name, Rick Caruso, mm-hmm. he's like this billionaire real estate developer, right? His idea, his bright idea, was to model the places they were going to put them after the migrant situation in Texas at the border. To build those in camp, those enclosed in camps and stick them in there, and it did my heart good to know that the people actually heard that and was like, "Nah, these human beings, bro. Like these are people. Absolutely. Like we're not fucking with you." They we're were refugees go- to him, bro. Right? What do you, yeah. what do you call the thing for the for your flowers when you, when you live out in the country? The big tent, the clear plastic. You wanted to put that over top of? Huh? What do you call it? Are you talking about the greenhouse? A greenhouse. He was trying to make. <laughs> A greenhouse <laughs> man was making a greenhouse. And that's all he wanted to do. A and billionaire real estate developer, no less. So you mean to tell me you have all the experience in 
Come on, man. In real estate, <laughs> and you can't think of nothing better than goddamn migrant some, housing. Out, out house, he would have had lots of outhouses. Don Johns, right? He'd been have living in houses. Plenty of cots <laughs> and blankets. They passed yeah. out, and he would have been there to say, "Look what we did!" And it was more than Trump throwing paper towels in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> right. And two things: for one, forty thousand is bigger than most of the towns and cities in America. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear on that. Talk about it. Second of all. Every time there's been a Katrina or something that, that, that's going around, what people have always done is looked at, well, this motel, this hotel that's been older, especially because I lived in um, in Miami when there had been a huge storm. And you go through that and it's like, oh, this is what Miami, what Miamians used to use for uh, before the storm where they would have their pirate radio spots at and mm-hmm. people would have other things going on in this spot. It's not a real hotel. It's a really a large motel. Mm-hmm. And it's just conversion of these things into what used to be eyesores yeah. into places exactly. that people can yes. actually live mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can get some revenue from this. Yes, It's not that fucking complicated when you think about people as humans. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of exchanging that from go. the idea of let's just sit on this property until we can build condos and it's like no we can do something with it right now and it won't harm you that that are surrounding it and these are american yeah. citizens and we and and the worst part is every bit of 65% are military ex-military. I was just about to say at least mm. at least a third of them are veterans yes or veteran related problems and we have to be patient and we we just spoke about uh before uh, with California and the reparations and now we're talking about this housing and this this approach to uh, which I think is a very aggressive approach because you got to speak on what you're coming in and, and, and not be afraid of the idea of the, the kickback of people saying oh is this just wording mm-hmm. and then she had an, uh, a contingent plan mm-hmm. in, in, in between plan what she's going to do to house people while this is going on so that roadmap is going to be it, you know it, it it's going to run into some stumbles in the road, but we got to be willing to see it through to the yeah. next generation because you have to be not selfish to think yeah. that it's necessarily going to happen. Again, I always got to say, mayor, my mayor for life, Marion Barry, what he did with the youth. It took a generation for us to see them being in these summer programs to now going to federal jobs to you know uh, just learning work, good work habits, work skills. With, with the homeless, we got to create um, you know. Uh, environments where they can actually thrive, where people can have hope and thrive, and sometimes it may take a generation out. That's why, like Easy always talks about, bringing in the youth to understand where we are right now, because sometimes we're speaking about it, but it's it, it's them, it's that's it, going to put propel this stuff forward. And to keep it real, you know, as Herb brought up his skepticism, you know, this is America, and it's always a hustle. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone's. Sure. Getting someone's getting the better, right? <laughs> yeah, someone's right. getting the better. And so like even when she brought it up, she never mentioned how it was being funded, which I meant which meant to me, okay, someone's this is gonna come either out of the government and as her said, oh, it's coming out of taxpayer money. We but see, but let me tell you when when you start to see again, perfect example, when they start coming up with other ways to gain revenue mm-hmm. is when all of a sudden they get a little nicer. Because mm-hmm. they're not letting people out of jail no. because they were non violent offenders. Unless they say to themselves, no, those are future um, employees and taxpayers. Somewhere, somehow. I don't care if they're working at Jersey Mike's or if they're working at, at Arthur Anderson. 
they're going to pay taxes. And if you get half that 40000 to contribute to LA's neighbor, that immediate neighborhood, how much of a contribution that would be. Mm-hmm. And, and the other factor is, we, it's unfortunate because TV does it, and, and it's the bad part, but we have to get to a point where either we lobby for more of this, but we need better examples of regular day people. The note, everybody is not the boss at the job. I understand we all want to be a boss. I get it. Turn up, right? Right? But we're not all really the boss at our job. Yeah. And we're and, and we we don't all really have a Mercedes Benz new truck or we don't all have a brand new home. We don't all we don't we, the, the brick wall in the house with the basketball hoop where you just just when mm-hmm. you want to shoot around, you know, next to your leather and you know, it's just we we are so done up that we have to recognize those who have who are you know, because we do the stigma like, well, if you don't, if you want it better in America, has jobs, and you just get get up and get a job. But you got to understand this: the suffrage, the pain, the the disappointment in yourself, what and whatever else may ail you that put the person in that position. And for you not to recognize one, how many veterans are in that situation, putting us in a position where we were protected, and saw whatever, did whatever to put us in the situation, and maybe they need some of that mental health support we brought up the other episode. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you, you know, we, we do it like if you need something, it's your fault. If you if you don't have better already, it's your fault. But it, it turns into a movie, and at the end of the movie, the guy makes it out, turns his life around. Now he works at this office. He's got his khakis on, and he's buttoned down shirt, and you feel better about him. Now it's because it's a movie. We're okay with it. But when we actually ask the rest of America, can you get behind this and support this? How do we see it then? Yeah, so, I mean, it has to be a way of life um, that we want to help people. Um, you know, we, we get together at, at the holiday times and people are giving out, you know, food and giving out turkeys. That's all swell. That's all really nice. But it has to be a, a conscious effort of, of, of trying to uh, fix this problem all year round. And, 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 and I think she's taking a great step towards that. You know what you they know? say? Um, you know what they say? Most Americans live check to check. And most Americans can't take, I believe, most Americans are, I think it's $700 from being completely broke. Like it's $700 is the average that people can go for, like an emergency. Yeah. Something comes up, $700 is the average. Whereas like if you go $700 in a hole, That's yeah. it's pretty much a wrap. So with with these examples of trying to do better and trying to progress and trying to treat people like humans, just know that you're only $700 away. You only one or two. Keep it a hundred. You only one or two bad things going wrong in your life. You only a couple bad days away from being right there where these people are. So let's start treating people with uh, with a little bit of dignity and treating them like they're human beings, and then see how far we can get. Uh, we up on it. We up on our break. Yes, sir. Uh, I love this segment because it makes me feel good about the progress. Hey, but don't go nowhere. We're we gonna put it on the AAU. But we're gonna have to Karen Bass. We're we gonna have to get to the yes, we indeed. We're gonna get to the silliness. Silly shit too, because it's some silly shit coming. Here we go. You know, I, we I, we tried to keep it positive, but it's, it's silly. end of the year. Yeah, come man. on. But I need I need win. <laughs> hey, give me what U D K.
son of man, a son of Sam. You felt that a little more than most. Because you let that go listen, longer than most. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you let that bop. I'm just yeah, saying. I, I had to. I had to. It was a. It was a message in there. It's a right. It was a message in there. Make sure you. Uh, man, if, if, if if you plan on conquering anything in this life, you have to make sure you master yourself first. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure whatever battles inside of you was taken care of before you can decide whether you're not you're going to take on anything else outside. And. Well, if you if you go to UDK uh, UDKpodcast.com and you go to our Discord, you can get the link for that. You can hit the whole thing because it, it gets deep. Conversation. Were you yeah. prepared for this line of questioning? Because you seemed really ready for that response was like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I was waiting for Oh, it. man. Yeah. Yeah, that joint. It's a record. Ooh, something, it's almost like he had 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, the previous segment, we were able to talk about some things that were uh, that were positive mm-hmm. and uh, that were uplifting and that were really uh, all about affecting change, uh, treating people like human beings and making some kind of progress. Right. This segment is nothing like that. <laughs> no, this is this is not this is nothing like that. We about to get to the we about to get to the F. The, I don't, Welcome I don't, to the I'm FTG trying to cut less person. <laughs> Welcome to the to FTG the, portion to get of to the, the mess. segment. The Welcome. mess of the segment is here. Welcome to normal. <laughs> Welcome. We are back to our regularly scheduled programming. Oh, there we go. Uh, so as you guys know, we, uh, we've been trying to keep you guys posted on the, uh, the January 6th committee right. uh, and the discoveries and the findings that have been going on with that investigation. And um, Marjorie Taylor Greene has decided that she was going to make a statement about January 6th. Mm. She said if she and Steve Bannon had been in charge of the January 6th insurrection, they would have been armed. Just let that marinate for a second. Let that marinate. If she would have been in charge of it, they would have been armed. Not only that, but she has also visited 
I guess with people who have been uh, charged with crimes against our country and called them political prisoners. Political prisoners, bro. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. she also said, and we would have won. Yeah, she did. She did. Meaning they would have been able to get the coup completed. And I watched something earlier this week, and it's funny. This lady posed a question. She said, you know, what does that really mean? You know, you would have caught Mike Pence. Yep. You would have killed him. You would have killed you. That's what that you would have killed Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Right. You were you were you were going to hurt, you know, Sherman. You know, that's what this is what we were. That would have been the ultimate goal. And, And who else would have been on your list? And and you you would have felt justified in doing so, and we're still supposed to treat you like a normal, rational human being in charge of other people's livelihoods. Yeah, as a congresswoman, you know something that's, that's interesting to me. I thought about the same thing you're talking about. Um, what if uh, prior to nine eleven, you found someone who took the terrorist in and showed them the cockpit and how everything worked? Mm-hmm. I mean, she took these people, some of these people, to my knowledge, on a tour guide. Yep. Prior to January 6th. Yes, sir. What kind of individual is that that would do something like that and then later on come back and say, if we had kind of, you know, if we had this thing under control, we would have we would have been armed. If we had not not we would have de-escalated something to save American lives or we would have corrected something or we would have done something that made any type of sense. People lost their lives that day, man. Come on. Listen to this. She, she She's speaking at a young Republican's luncheon. In New York, yeah. You, the next generation. Mm-hmm. This is who she's speaking to. And you know what, made it, what made it worse, right, and the complete irony of it all, is she, she's there to present the Richard Nixon Award. <laughs> First of all, first of all, this is no lie. This makes all the sense. First of all, she's there to present the Richard Nixon Award (laughs) to some young Republican for being so courageous to have done what to receive that. (laughs) What do you think the criteria is to get a Richard Nixon? Nixon What do you have to do? Kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) My my thing is, even if you were armed and you won, you still. Didn't have enough votes, <laughs> right? So it's still either a coup or insurrection. So why you would walk around pridefully like uh, this is a W or or you should be on my side because we would have been armed during this coup or insurrection is is this just shows how ignorant, how far removed from reality this this individual is. Um, there's a reason why she was stripped of her committee assignments. And I'm I'm very curious to see now that uh, you are going to have an opportunity. I'm sure Kevin McCarthy will, get, if he makes it the speaker, he's going to give you opportunity yeah. because he needs you to keep this coalition of ignorance together. <clears throat> but how are you going to actually legislate? Now, you can't hate on everybody forever. You're going to actually have to put some laws in place and suggest some real-life things that help all Americans, not just your uh, what, what did she say? She was a Christian nationalist, not yes. just your Christian nationalist folks. So I'm interested to see how, even though the honest truth is she should not even have the opportunity to do so. And it's a shame that she's there's enough people that are voting for her way of 
hatred towards other Americans that she even has a platform to speak. At all. Mm. Well, I, I don't disagree with you on anything, but let me be clear about the differentiation between the truth and her mind. Oh, um, oh, why are you doing she, that? It's a big difference. Though. We know it's a big difference. Absolutely is working within a system that works to her favor and has nothing to do with truth. She is perfectly comfortable operating in a situation that allows her to say, well, if I tell you that this is what my racist Jesus tells me to do, then you should just accept that as fact. And that it, that works so much for 30 to 33 percent of our population because they keep on supporting them. Now, I'm, I'm sure those numbers are different because some people are going for different reasons. But when we talk about the Republican Party, they have never been a populist group. And I'm not talking about the old Republicans that used to actually employ Negroes to go to Congress. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this Republican Party, the GOP. The good old party. Go ahead, sir. Gavin Wax, uh, who is the president of the New York Young Republicans Club. This is where they were having a thing at. Let me give you a direct quote. I'm going to read this word for word. This is what this, this gentleman said. Oh, there's okay. nothing better than this. What did he say? He said, we want to cross the Rubicon. We want total war. We must be prepared to do battle in every arena, in the media, in the courtroom, at the ballot box, and in the streets. This is what this man said. Mm -hmm. The speaker that they have, she said what she said. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to get some kind of consequence, some kind of uh, accountability, some kind of repercussions, something on these people when they talk like this, because this is treasonous. This is treasonous. Exactly. Nowhere else would you be able to just be in charge and blatantly say incorrect information to only sway people. Obviously, there's a point. You know, there's an agenda. Unfortunately, somehow we as Americans, we have to get invested enough to say, we're going to march on not knowing how do we get rid of someone who's doing these things. Someone like her is is clearly so biased that they can't represent America. Mm. They're representing some some Americans, and that's the only thing that can, that can keep you know what I'm saying there's some true true balance to it. You know, it's an indirect way to say this, but it's like you know you know how if if, if Hitler's brought up, it's like a hold on, right? Worst man in the world. We understand this. Let's get yeah. it right. Unless yeah. you're Kanye, we ha- we need a we need a hold on. Trying to take over the country, you know what I'm saying? like. That not this person can't still be in charge. She was so she was with the people trying to take over the country. Yeah, sure was. She was on this, but yeah. somehow still has her job. Anybody else, you know, <laughs> you get to art yelling at your wife, and the neighbors call the police, and they tell you you don't have your job at Wachovia, whatever Bank of America. You, the next day, you know, it's, it's but for for the extremes that these people are going in front of the public, and again, the absurdity for her to do. What she did in front of these new, young, and up and coming Republicans. You know, it was crazy. It, it reminded me of uh, it reminded me of OJ. If I did it, 
Yes. Remember, he was coming over the books. If I did it, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me that it's like, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. So you're telling me if you would have been in charge of this, this would have happened. So what is stopping you from? Would it stop you from being in charge the next time? Because hey, there will be a next time. Hey, let's not forget that R. Kelly just came out with a. Anyway, I admit it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's to stop you from the next time being in charge? That's true. They, they, they just, they, they they just dropped it last week, and you did everything except for I didn't have guns this time. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like, but see, but here's nice. the difference. Here's the difference. This why we being light, but real talk. This lady affects something. You know what I'm saying? You sitting in a seat where somebody can get something done. Just as that mayor, you know what I'm saying, Karen Bass is getting something done. Hashtag do, hashtag do something. If you're gonna give a, if if you're gonna hold the seat, you gotta. There's gotta be something where there's a boss like, hold on, turn your paperwork in. Where's the stuff? Where, where's the files? Where's the report on? Where's the grades? There's some, everybody got a job. That that job comes with a where. Uh, hello. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So we, we gotta have that. Being a congressman, being a a senator, we gotta have some kind of like. There is a way for America to see your true report card. Not something at the end of the day where we can't read the mumbo jumbo. Something where we come up we come up with a system that says, Hold on. If you're not doing it, then you can't have the job. No. And it's not what well, well we have you get two years to kind of figure it out and if not, the people will vote you out. I get I hear the how I, I understand that works. How I'm just saying there's got to be somewhere so transparent that nobody would accept the fact that guess what she can't vote on anything because she ain't a part of most things. Yeah, that's why I, I would She's just a- lo- love to ask her supporters, what is it? What is it that she is doing legislation? What legislation is it that she has put forward or said that she supports that you can get behind and say that's what I'm about outside of the abortion? Because I know uh, if the easy answer is she supports abortion, and I mean she supports. Um, uh, pro pro what is it? pro life pro life and I'm pro life and a lot of people are are one issue voters I, I understand that but again that's legislation that she didn't actually have something to do with but what is it that she has actually had something to do with that has won your support besides her culture war and her hatred of the other side but for one your first statement is the most important statement what has she put forth. She hadn't put forth a goddamn thing. No, except second they of all, Joe Biden. No, no, she didn't put that forth. She, she just she just supported it. No, no she she did put forth uh, articles. I mean, it go, didn't go anywhere, but she did. Put what it. I'm saying is, there were many people before her. That was not her initial. Oh, I got you. Being I got you, the got you. greatest yeah. of anything, yeah. you said, what did she put forth? Meaning, what did she legislate? Put forth her name on. Yeah. This is what we are going to sign. Oh, well, you'd have to have power for that. Right. You'd have to be in, intentional and be above. And ahead of other people to do that, this is the same person who wanted to support uh, Herschel Walker and said that's the reason that he lost was because, because I didn't speak. She wasn't there. And yeah, that's, that's second of all, I also wanted to throw out just this for because people hear things all the time and don't necessarily know what they mean. So the phrase "crossing the Rubicon" is an idiom that means uh, passing a point of no return. Mm. It means coming from illusion to the crossing of the river Rubicon by Julius Caesar. The person who said that understood what they meant by mm-hmm. it. The people who are hearing it only hear the phrase that they've heard alluded to in the past. You don't know what that really means. Mm-hmm. It really means there is no coming back from this. We are going to press on, continue to slaughter them until we have either the chance. Picture 300. We have a choice to win or to lose. Mm. There is nothing else. 
And it's not a matter of what we do in Congress, in the Senate. It's a matter of, no, at this point, there's no renegotiation. There's no anything else. There is death and nothing else. Yeah, he, he's basically saying we got to stop bullshitting. Yeah, from their yeah, from their point of view, and it's and it's they they haven't <coughs> on a large scale they haven't completely checked off all of those boxes yet. Uh-huh. They ain't got to the streets yet, and he's telling you we got to stop bullshitting, go past the point of no return, and start getting to the nitty gritty. And people are just like, oh yeah, that's crazy. Whatever it takes. People are just sitting back. There's no outrage. Let Kanye say. uh Jewish people smell bad. Oh, oh my God! Shut the news down. Oh my God. I mean, every I, I, outlet, and everybody. I, I don't want to make trip. I don't want to make light of what he said because he said some bullshit. But anything that he says about something else, it's magnified twenty times. This right here, these are the people that are in power. These aren't the people that are in entertainment or making you dance or giving you something to watch. These are people who are actually in positions to influence laws. One thing Hitler didn't do was make dope shoes. And guess what? If that's all Hitler ever did was make hit shoes, nice shoes, and a hit track, we would be able to get over that shit. Yep. No, we can't get pa- we can't get past what Hitler did. We can get past the fact that Kanye's a fucking nut. Yeah, yeah. And these people are nuts too. And these are the ones that we don't even give a fuck about. Yeah, but um, thanks for clarifying that uh, Rubicon, whatever crap it was, you were just talking. About. <laughs> no, I know, but it's a real thing. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that because that that puts even more emphasis on the idea of just what you're saying. I mean, how ruthless these people are. We would sit up and would actually analyze it to break it down so analytically. And that goes to tell you the, the depths of their hatred and the mm-hmm. depths of their, you know, what, what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, um, unfortunately, America's set up in this position right now where it's either you're right or you're wrong. <clears throat> and they, and there's because we don't have discussions, people don't get a chance to tell you how often they do agree on the things they do agree about. Mm-hmm. So the only thing you we the only thing that's discussed is what we disagree about, mm-hmm. right? And so it seems like there's always a battle amongst us, and if and, and we could be best friends and not even and not even know it because again we allow this game to be played for us, mm-hmm. you know. So it's funny where 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 the, where the things where Joe Biden's approval rating goes up or down, and when he goes up. It's on frivolous. It's on frivolous, frivolous things like you know gas. Inflation. Like he makes the gas go price. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't it, like the way he sounded in right talk. It's the price of cereals because Joe Biden's president. It's like we 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 can't be so so simple mm-hmm. to think so small, you know. And unfortunately, the way society is set up, people think small. We act small. We assume the worst mm-hmm. because we are put in a position. So we, you know, as Irv would always say, we play. We always end up finding ourselves playing defense mm-hmm. because we're put in this position where defense is is a must. You know what we um, <clears throat> you know what we uh, as a society, uh, it seems like we're 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 more likely to believe something that's grandiose, mm-hmm. something that's some big overarching conspiracy about they and you know what I'm saying some shadow organization versus a meeting in New York with a guy who's talking to people who are potentially you know trying to get into positions of power and telling them what they're going to do mm-hmm. if 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 you would have framed this a different way and said that this was a secret meeting like a cabal of people who were like deep in the shadows in right. the back of the White House yeah, who yeah. were talking about this and he said you know what we got to have this in the streets the back 
it'd have been like, oh shit, mm-hmm. really? They are coming. The skull. They are coming. You're sensationalizing it, making it intrigue, making it like TV. But if Marjorie Taylor, but, but is, that puts but stuff the flip in side. there, and that's the but only version the they would. They if would you think say exists. that's the DNC that's doing it, they do believe it. If you say yeah, it yeah, the they, other yeah. way around, they don't believe it. Yeah. No, they do. The, they they do a good job of the what about is. They're great about that. But it's amazing that the 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 difference between uh this one guy tripped up and five guys tripped up so it's it's one thing when it's a hazard if if five people trip up but if one thing it's it's a one-off right nope. so but they'll say to them that's the exact same thing well if one person tripped then we all trip you trip it all <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's, it's amazing bro it's just like come on man it's, it's not the same fucking thing here's what i want i just need the media to step up mm. aside from the money and decide that your country is more important than the opportunity to play this chess game with people who make this game move at all, and decide when it comes to information like facts, you're going to spread those and show those so that our country grows and benefits from it. Mm-hmm. And it, because no commercial is, is could ever be more important than us being better. Mm-hmm. And and only because we've we've seen our own progress, especially as African American men, to acknowledge how much better America could be, how much better it is than it was. The potential is there if we could get the obstacles out the way. And some and some of these obstacles are so right in our face, it seems like. But we not we those are the these are some of the right in our face things we don't make a stink about. Yeah, who are the real cause and effect to why these things even exist? <clears throat> when I brought up before, we there should be a problem with all the executive producers who produce these news shows who choose the stories they choose. I don't want to know about the pandas. Mm-hmm. When you can be tell- <laughs> when you can be telling me about something else or, that really affects yeah. everybody, yeah, or to, giving more time to spend something that you did bring up, but it, enabling you to spend five minutes on it instead of two, yeah. You but, know, we we got to value each other, and, and and if we don't, then what we get is people who are skeptical, and us begging for for people to even participate, you know, to, to save society. We we just had this whole relief, like a a real deep breath, because we found out. We stopped them. You know what I'm saying? We stopped them. Yo, we did it. And it, over, over voting for something that we seem like it's so civil. Okay. Um, the one thing I want to say was that the problem is if you're not old enough to remember actually having to get homework through encyclopedias, mm. then you don't remember people like Walter Cronkite That's, and well, um, Sam Darnold who are out there who actually were forced by law to tell you the truth. Yeah. So, therefore, facts are something that no longer are based on law. They're things that are trivial and can be manipulated and moved around. And if you don't at least have a factual basis behind, you can just throw away anything. And as long as you sound, make it sound good. You, you stole my, my thunder there because that's exactly where I was going with it. And I was going to take one of your old phrases here. Of, can we put the toothpaste back in the tube? Because once people have been conditioned so long for this, now can we retract that back into any kind of credibility of reclaiming the media? That, that, that's one of my biggest fears right there. Have we gone so far down yes, the road? Yes, if we expose those who are, are the ones who are actually participating oh, in it. But, who is behind the wall in the in the Wizard of Oz? But there's so many of them. It's so vast. And to me right? now, we have, we have such a circuit overload of, of, of different outlets, it, 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 how do we how do we, how we, do we reel that? I would say no. to people, and I would say no to him only because every 
newspaper retraction has never gotten a fifth of the actual point that was put out. Misinformation. So I agree with your point. I understand what you mean by that. But in the actual fact of the way this world is working right now, if you put out a retraction and say, you know what? We had to check that. Even the, the fact checks that come out don't get the traction even close to what the misinformation that's been put out. Right. Well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't speaking on, on correcting misinformation. I'm speaking on providing the information at all. When we talked about the HBCUs facing these, these bomb threats, we said, we didn't see this coverage. This, you know, this if CNN shows, shows it once and maybe two nights later again out the month, but, the, but this is, but it went on for 18 months. That's a problem. And and I understand that everybody can't do everything. Every everybody's every issue can't be number one on every 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 show each night. I get that. But we gotta set a precedent for certain things that affect certain people in certain ways that are that do create a hierarchy to uh, to addressing stuff. And but again, my point was how to you said how do we do that? You have to decide we're gonna say it is Bill, whoever, Bill Jones is the guy who works at Fox, who is who is responsible for this, 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 and that, not actually being shown on TV. This, this, and that is what's being shown on TV to show the contrary between something that could be actually uh, 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 beneficial and something that is superficial. You know, and it, but and the only reason I say this, people online complain about everything else. Why not do this if it's going to affect everybody for the better? And I tell you what, uh, I, I absolutely agree that we do need uh, we need the, we need the proper and important information to be brought to the forefront as far as in the media. But I, I offer an alternative. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody about our show. <laughs> Talk to them. I like that. How about that? Talk to them. Spread uh, that. Yeah, uh, we up on it. All it's day. been a wonderful show. Um, it's it's a triple demic going on. I don't know if y'all know that. Uh, I know I I, I made. A little bit of light earlier about us being kind of out of COVID, but we're still not. People are still getting sick, and cold and flu season is kicking people's ass. Uh, so I want—I just want to say real quick: do not be afraid to wear your mask. You don't look crazy. Say that again. Do not be afraid to wear your mask if you're going to a grocery store, Walmart today, in the mall, wherever you at. You do not look crazy. Wear your mask. Keep yourself and your family safe, and, and the person next to you, and show some humanity. Just show a little bit. Treat you know, treat people how you want to be treated. And don't let your ego tell you, man, you look crazy as hell with this man. Take it off. Don't do that. You be safe. You make your own decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. You be safe. And just because we had some warm time over this summer and and some moments where people really felt like, hey, we in the the clear. Now that you, again, please media, please tell everybody the truth as to what's really still going on, even though we we don't want to affect people going to shop. I get it. You still with them. You got to make your money. You got to spend this wheel. But come on, man. Yeah. If you don't have the people, they can't spend the money. Money, Absolutely. Hex, shout outs. Man, shout out to everybody that listens to UDK. Um, shout out to my little man working hard on his game. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to everybody involved with this music. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. We make this possible. You know, every Friday means something. 
because I always, I, you know, you know I me, mean? I, I want to say something. So I just appreciate the platform. We here and, and it's real. So shout out. Happy holidays. Yes, sir. Irv, shout out. Um, shout out to DJ Thunder, Powerhouse Radio. Shout out to the maestro, man. Happy birthday, yeah, my birthday dude. Coming Happy up, man. birthday coming up. Easy. My brothers, Happy man. So we won't yeah. easy. Another 365, my brothers, Happy man. Birthday. Yeah, man. Blessed to have you here, man. Many more, many more, many more. Many more to come, man. Uh, shout out to my urbanators, man. You know, we got to give it to the fam, bro. Shout out to all my dirtbags, fellas. Sure. Fellas, I know everybody's ears are perking up. <laughs> Gentlemen. Gentlemen. I hear you. Um, shout out to everybody who hasn't started Christmas shopping yet, you know. I know y'all gonna get it done. Oh, like bro, you know, bro. Got a week. Got a week. Gotta be clutch, gotta be clutch. Right. Um, shout out to the UDK, man. Shout out to UDK, bro. A hundred episodes plus doing the damn thing, bro. I'm proud of all of y'all, man. Let's yeah. keep it up, bro. Hundred miles and running, baby. Let's go. Yes, Louie. KG, shout out. <laughs> shout out to everybody who just started shopping and think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that media will stretch to a law. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ain't got no more lodges, goddamn. <laughs> did, did you get bigger? You put on Y'all ain't got no 10s? No <laughs> they ain't got no goddamn 10s. Is it a 10 tall? But it worked. <laughs> um, shout out to everybody who uh, understands what real family is like and how it can uh, buoy you to a better place. Shout out to everybody who understands the difference between truth and reality. Um, Shout out to everybody who really sits here and um, speaks for people who can't be heard by themselves. Uh, understand that there are people who are fighting to talk their talk and walk their walk for them, or at least in front of people who can't see them. Understand that we do this um, as a mission and a mission statement that came from just a party of people who understood that we overstand for a lot, but we will stand for everything that we believe in. And I understand that all of you don't know that, but the more you keep listening, the more you will. And I'll give you something to trust in about yourself, not about us. Facts. Word up. JR, shout out. Hey, um, again, as for the top of the show, shout out to uh, Mayor Bass out in um, L.A., Dessert. Um, did you know anybody, any type of new leadership that we're going to be coming across here? Um, you know, Hakeem Jeffries. Um, yeah. You know, everybody who's um, it's it's a new wave, and um, I want to give everybody you know the just chance to 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 roll out what they need to roll out, and and everyone seems to be coming with plans and background and substance. And I just want to support our people, man. Um, while while it, while we're going on this journey, and um, again, Dessert. not to be selfish but we're thinking about the next generation the next the next things next people to come mm. and what impact we would have made on that and um that's pretty much where i want to leave it jay yeah um i want to uh uh peace and blessings and strength and love to the family of steven twitch boss yeah yeah um i meant to tell y'all I didn't know yeah y'all know. yeah, yeah we- um And he had just said some things before he passed too. Yeah, man. Family, um, <clears throat> you never know what people are going through. Uh facts. And from from all accounts of people who knew him, uh, they said that he was uh the light of the party. Always. Always, you know, always full of energy and hope and you know, just making people feel good and you you just you never know. Uh 
the happiest seeming people are usually fighting the darkest demons. Indeed. And for those of you who don't know, Twitch was a dancer, a DJ. For Ellen. For the Ellen show. He was show. on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yes. As the DJ. So for those, that may make you more familiar. And um, it's unfortunate because, again, they said that it was a matter of suicide. Yeah. And that's why we say you just never know what somebody's going through. And um, for all of those who've ever dealt with somebody who's done that, um, you know, recognize people got a, they got their own last straw. He left two daughters. They do. He left two daughters and a wife. Yeah. And it's, um, and not to be nitpicky, just to be more specific, um, at least in the depression community, um, it's called self-transitioning for those who uh, want to speak to others who are going through it or that they may fear are going through it. Um, not to, again, not to be nitpicky, just to specify for people to feel what it is, yeah. what it, how they want to feel about yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. Um, this man was just really out there. My wife told me about it. He was being so supportive in the days prior about people going through issues and being supported and people kind of boohooing what he was saying. But of course, none of us could have, no one probably could have recognized otherwise they probably would have tried better. Not that you can stop anyone from doing what they're doing, but would have been more supportive in that situation he was speaking about. But mm. yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, just uh, try to be there for your loved ones as much as you can. Yeah, uh, and I know uh, it's hard sometimes. You kind of get in the hustling bust of life, and you know you, you get to going. But that person that's in your phone that you haven't talked to in like four or five months, just hit him up, man. Hey, how you doing? Let's hang out. How you been? Just have a conversation with him, and uh, you know, just reach out. Uh, shout out to anybody who has ever listened to this podcast. Shout out to anybody listening to this podcast. Shout out to anybody who will listen to this podcast. Bookmark it safe for later. Like, oh shit, this shit is dope. They send somebody to listen to it. Oh shit, this shit is dope. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we're going to do this again next week because y'all can't get rid of us. Hex, give me one. U D K. I understand that I made you a promise I can't break Can you trust me? And swear I don't want any problems But I'm stuck in the middle of love and I'm moving on I wanna wait There's plenty of time to run around in circles for you